Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I really didn't expect to spend that much time on tight ends, but let's face it. Unless you have Travis Kelsey, you've sweat out a few buckets at the position this year. Even Mark Andrews had an all right week one. Listen, you do those three things, and I would be shocked. Shocked if your fantasy team isn't better by week three. Who doesn't love fantasy football? Oh, wait, I can tell you who. The people who started out 0-2. No need to panic. It's only two weeks in, and these are six moves and then some that you can make to improve your fantasy team all right here on the Breakout Football Podcast, sponsored by Prize Picks only on the Believe Network. I'm Zach Cohen, your trusted host, and you know me, I don't like to waste time, but before we get in to these moves and how they can help your fantasy team and all the stats and data and numbers that come with it, two general pieces of advice. Actually, I wouldn't say they're general. I'd say they're relatively specific because this one involves something that a lot of people don't really think about. Drop your kicker. What the heck does that mean? I get people asking me all the time, oh, who should I drop this week? Who should I pick up in waivers? My answer always is, look, if you're unsure who to drop and you have a kicker, drop that kicker. Now, I know a few leagues have a minimum requirement where you have to have a kicker on your roster at all time. In that case, oh, well, you'll adapt, you'll survive. But in the other instances, yeah, like just drop that kicker pick up the guy you want to pick up, then come Sunday, you have that problem then. Maybe you have injured players on your team. I know I do it all the time. I'll move a player to the IR spot, opens up a roster spot, pick up the kicker that I intend to start for that week. And remember, kickers are so, so interchangeable. My goodness. If you don't follow me already, at ZachCohenFB on all platforms, I pride myself in picking and announcing my streaming picks for kickers and defense. Hey, you can do what I just said about defenses too. I just find that there tend to be more priority pickups for defense rather than kicker. Kickers, it's relatively a crapshoot every week about who's good and who isn't. So a little, little small bit of advice before we get into some even more specific advice with these players. But all right, I think I've wasted your time enough. Let's get into these specific moves you should make ahead of week three. And this first one involves Brees Hall. Truth be told, you cannot start a single Jets running back right now. Brees Hall and Michael Carter have already been splitting the work. And then Ty Johnson came in on Sunday, and he actually ran more routes than Hall. So my move for you here, the transaction you should make, is to sell Brees Hall. Look, coming into the season, and if you followed me and you listened to this podcast, you know how real of a possibility this could have been, and it has turned out to be true, that Hall and Carter would split work. With Johnson somehow back in the equation, and hey, Zach Wilson comes back, he could probably take a few rushing attempts as well, start slinging the ball out to new receivers, it's all a possibility. I think you should sell Hall high, especially after his 13-point game. 
We'll talk about another rookie in a second, but first, I did tease Christian Kirk, and this isn't your run-of-the-mill Christian Kirk. This is wide receiver to Christian Kirk, at least for your fantasy team. Like, he is at least a wide receiver two in that lineup. Now, of course, maybe your team stinks or they have good receivers, so I'm not saying you should force Kirk in or, on the converse, expect Kirk to be the beam of a light that enhances your team every week. What I am saying, though, is this is the second week in a row where he led all Jags wideouts in targets And he's been producing pretty darn well. Therefore, if you are iffy about him on your bench or in your lineup, forget it. He should be in that lineup. Again, you're not starting him over like the Debo Samuels or the Stephon Diggses or the Jamar Chases of the world. But he should have a little more of an advantage in your mind when figuring out who to start in your lineup. And look, I know the Jaguars really haven't been passing the ball too often But they did play the Colts. They were in a positive game script. They only threw 30 times. I'm expecting Kirk to benefit a lot more once the Jaguars actually start throwing the ball. Like could happen this week against the Chargers. Now the Chargers have only surrendered the fourth fewest amount of points to wide receivers in fantasy this season against the Raiders and the Chiefs. So the Chargers secondary might actually be like much improved, uh, especially with a healthy J.C. Jackson, Derwin James back. Either way, and by the way, J.C. Jackson has not really looked like himself throughout this season, might I add. But either way, Kirk has a tough matchup against the Chargers. I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's someone you can start in your lineups this week. And if you're looking to make money on prize picks right now, Kirk's receiving yards total is 64 and a half. I don't love it, but I think it's good enough where if I had to choose, I would almost confidently take the over on that. And if you do not have prize picks, let me tell you, it is the best app out there for playing sports props of all types like seriously college football nascar golf of course here on the breakout football podcast on the believe network we're focusing on football you can even put props for fantasy scores this is all on prize picks and hey don't worry if you're a little low in cash just make that first deposit sign up first of course then when you hit that deposit Use my code ZCOHEN and they will match your deposit. My friend the other day put in $100. They gave him $100 more in promo to put on all these great games. Prize picks. ZCOHEN. Sign up. Deposit. Get free money when you do. This next transaction warms my heart. The other ones after it, not so much. But this one, oh man. If you've followed me, you've known I've been a big fan of rookie receivers. Especially my guys, Chris Olave and Jahan Dotson. I like Dotson. I'm talking about Chris Olave today. He just saw a 34% target share of the Saints offense. That is freaking good. He led the team in 13 targets. And I... Can't really see how Olave fades out of the Saints offense. Yeah, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas are still there. Yeah, Alvin Kamara, when he gets healthy again, which could come this week, will almost certainly see some targets. But Olave is that good and has been that impactful. Now look at the Saints offense. Yes, they haven't been passing the ball at 
a New York Jet type of rate. The Jets have thrown on average 52 passes across the two games. That's ridiculous. The Saints tied for 12th with 37 pass attempts per game so far, but Olave is still being treated like a starting wideout down there in NOLA. I think he's a buy low considering he hasn't necessarily balled out in either of his two games. Could that happen at Carolina this weekend? I don't know, which honestly might push this agenda even more because I say Olave is a buy low in PPR leagues, not really expecting many points in a New Orleans at Carolina game. So I don't know if I'd start Olave yet, but if you're looking for some wide receiver depth and you're especially looking for a buy low candidate, we know how great these rookie wide receivers can be from a value standpoint, Olave is the guy to get. Talking about Chris Olave warms my heart. This one makes my heart drop because I have been hit up more so this week about my beloved former Gator Kyle Pitts than any other player. And it got me thinking, who are the tight ends I would rather start over Kyle Pitts? Well, I can actually give you them. I can give you 10 of them to be exact. And some of them are not so obvious. Your obvious ones, of course... Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson. After that, you can make a case that there are some other players who you can start on a weekly basis and some who are more matchup dependent. I think Pitts right now might be matchup dependent, and it stinks to say because we know he's so supremely talented. But honestly, for now, I'd rather start Gerald Everett. I'd rather start Pat Fryermuth. I'd rather start Tyler Higby. I'd rather start Logan Thomas. Those are the 10 tight ends. I would rather start over Pitts. Look, he scored 3.9 points in each of the first two weeks. It is promising that he ran more routes and played on more snaps than any Atlanta Falcon skill player last week. He's just not seeing the targets. Maybe that's indicative of the Falcons offense with Arthur Smith. We know that this is going to be a weird run-heavy offense. Marcus Mariota is going to take some carries as well. They might not be pushing the ball downfield too much. There might not be enough targets to go around, and that's really what it's looking like so far. I will say, to Pitts' benefit, he gets a sneaky good matchup against Seattle this week. They have allowed the fourth most points to tight ends across the two weeks. Again, that's really not, that shouldn't be the sticking point here. But if you have any of those other tight ends who I mentioned, I would probably start them over Pitts this week. If you don't have any of them and Pitts is your only guy, you're probably stuck starting Pitts. That is my Kyle Pitts analysis. And if you're having tight end trouble, do I have the transactions for you? One of them, pretty obvious. The other one, maybe not so much. The obvious one, though, Cole Komet, yeah, it's time to cut him. Again, maybe he is a talented player. Maybe it will happen eventually, whether it's this season or the next or even the next. But for now, this Bears offense cannot be trusted. He's seen just two targets this season. That's pretty darn ridiculous. Again, maybe the Chicago passing offense gets better. But until then, Cole Komet does not need to be on rosters. There's really no upside there. There is not enough target share available for Komet. Even Darnell Mooney, who a lot of people pegged as a potential breakout, has not been seeing the ball enough. Heck, he's someone I would also just keep on the bench. I wouldn't cut right away. There's really no Chicago Bear I'm confident in starting right now, let alone Komet, who deserves to be in free agency. Now, if you do need a tight end, 
I have been mentioning Gerald Everett's name a lot on my social media. Zach Cohen, FB, everywhere, Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B. If he is still available for some reason, you should 100% pick him up. And if you have him, I would actually start him this week against the Jaguars. In week two without Keenan Allen, he saw 10 targets. Now, even when Keenan Allen comes back... I think Everett can still carve out a nice role in that pass-happy offense. Heck, in week one, Everett had a big enough target share and scored 14.4 points, even though that was inflated by a touchdown. Either way, he's been good enough, and through two weeks, maybe he will die down, but he's been running uh, running enough routes, he's been playing enough snaps, he's been seeing the ball enough. I like Gerald Everett. I didn't really think I'd like him too much. I just never thought he was that good. But in that passing offense, I think he's someone you can start with a little bit more confidence than you probably would think. I really didn't expect to spend that much time on tight ends. But let's face it, unless you have Travis Kelsey, you've sweat out a few buckets at the position this year. Even Mark Andrews had an all right week one. Listen, you do those three things and I would be shocked shocked if your fantasy team isn't better by week three and if you want to find out how your fantasy team can be better do the research if you don't want to do the research don't worry that's why i'm here for you and if you do not already follow me everywhere like on tiktok people on tiktok ask me questions all the time i'm about to read a few of them but again that's at zach cohen fb on tiktok twitter Not so great on Instagram. Honestly, if you want to reach me, you can either at me on TikTok, at me on Twitter. My DMs get really crazy, especially on Sunday, so I don't really get to see all of them. I also go live a lot on TikTok, so if you follow me and you hop in those lives, there is a great chance I get to your question. And then again, I have a 100% response rate on TikTok, so all you got to do is comment. And if you don't have a TikTok, you don't have social media. No worries. I'm sure there's a way you can reach out to me. I love helping out other people with their fantasy lineups. The earlier in the week, the better. Of course, if you're asking me at 12.53 p.m. Eastern time, there's a good chance I won't get to it in time, sadly. But for these people who asked me these questions, I'll just run through them real quick. I didn't really give too much analysis due to the character limit on TikTok. But, hey, here we go. We'll start off with this first question again these are going to be relatively rapid fire just because i want to get through all of them just spread some information this one from cameron is jt and kareem or etn for cook and javante a good trade i do think kareem hunt's role is going to diminish a bit i do think jonathan taylor is still pretty good like i'm not worried about him but i think i'd rather have cook and javante just because we know what we're gonna get and i think javante's stock is only increasing from here this one (laughs) this one from bubba chef blubba bubba is his username or her username rashad penny or cordero week three and tom brady or Derek carr week three thank you man well Thank you, Bubba. He says Penny or Cordero week three. Both did not have great week ones. Um, bo- sorry, week twos. So in week three, I think I'd take Cordero. Then Brady or Carr this week. You know, I know Carr did not have the best week at all this season. But I think I'd actually take Derek Carr. Brady really uh, was not the hot shot he usually is uh, last week. This one from Nate Dog 69 Nice. What do I do about CMC? Hold him for now, but always poke your nose around for potential trades. 
Be patient on Taylor, says Code Red 430 Yes, I say. Andrew G is goaded, wants to know, do I sell MT? Do I sell Michael Thomas? And my answer, probably not. I probably would not do that. This question from Sean. Would you trade Ezekiel Elliott for Raheem Mostert? Someone offered me this. Well, Sean, I would say you could probably decline that. Zeke's role is a lot more consistent and has a lot more upside than Raheem Mostert, even though Mostert did just have a better week. Oh, Real Garcia Diego. Should I be patient with Hunter Henry or get rid of him? My response, pretty simply, bye-bye, Henry. Bye-bye. And that's really all the good questions that I got. There are some other ones in there that I addressed That'll do it for this episode, the 49th episode of the Breakout Football Podcast. I'm Zach Cohen. You know where to follow me. You know how to reach me. Make sure you sign up and deposit on Prize Picks to get your money match. Code Z Cohen. Until next time, everyone have a good week three. Best of luck to you all. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.